Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording back in our normal morning time slot. Absolutely raring to go. Joining me, Mr. Liam Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. Mate, how are you feeling about the early morning uh, pot again? You buzzing? Oh, I'm, like, I like the afternoon ones better, but it happens. It does happen. Also joining us, Mr. Roe Hancock. How are you going, Nick? Mate, you are the epitome of energy at the minute. You are. You look like you're just radiating. I've that. been so productive this morning. I can't believe it. It's unheard of for a Saturday morning. Saturday but morning. I like you go? Doing with the massive poo in the toilet. <laughs> oh, if you call that productive. <laughs> productive in other areas, maybe. Mate, it's healthy. It's healthy. Absolutely. Good. <laughs> Good start to the episode. Excellent. <laughs> Not the way are. I thought we'd start, but it's how we're starting regardless. Didn't see that one coming. We're fit and firing, guys. We've got a huge episode <laughs> in store today. Uh, we're going to recap all the notable odds and ends from the NBA and the NBL. Uh, we're then going to play the role of Adam Silver for the day. We're going to, mm. you know, the NBA viewership's been down a little bit in, I guess, the last year, the last couple of months, etc. Uh, so we're going to kind of give our suggestions on how we think the league can be improved um, how to increase the viewership and, you know, little little changes here and there that could make a better overall product. Mm. Uh, we'll then end with a hero of the week. Looking forward to this. Lads, big episode in store. Before we get into it, guys, big shout out to both of our sponsors, Card Culture there in Newtown. Incredible drops each and every week, mm. bringing the latest and greatest in sporting memorabilia um, and as well into sports. Big shout out to the team down there. I um. I had a bit of a dental issue yesterday, a little bit of an emergency, <laughs> and the team down there, Baz, Hannah, Hank, Lisa, were more than uh, capable of covering me. So not only a great store, great people as well. So head down, say hello. That's um, a weird little thing to put in there. I, I'm just shouting out how good the people are, you know. it's uh, That's been a troublesome tooth, hey, Nick? It has been a troublesome tooth. It yep. started in college with a, a, a basketball game and... Um, uh, here we are a couple of years later still still fighting the fight. Still giving you issues. Oh, well, good stuff. Good stuff. Let's get into it, guys. Odds and ends. Um, now, Dennis Schroeder of the Lakers is set to miss another week or so after entering the league's health and safety protocol a couple of days yep. ago. Um, now, this kind of coincides with the Lakers. They just seem out of whack at the minute. And, you know, we've also heard during the week that LeBron is not set to be right until – or he's not able to get his ankle right until after the offseason. Mm. Are we getting worried about the Lakers? I mean, you should be, and this is why I put the Clippers above them if they were to go head to head in uh, Eastern uh, Western Conference With, final. Yep, I, I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit worried yes. now. We've seen AD he went down yesterday mm. with, um, I think it was a little bit of a back spasm. I think he's set cleared to play against the Blazers today, but just all these niggling injuries. There's no cohesiveness at the minute. They just can't seem to all get on the court and start gelling. Um, I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit worried. I get worried when you get worried, Nick, because you're the most <laughs> optimistic Lakers fan I've ever come across. And now that you're getting worried, I'm getting a bit concerned. But don't you think they're one of those teams who have the ability to turn it on once the 100%. big games start to arrive? The first round of playoffs, I think, will tell a tale. Um, I'm not I'm not writing them off just yet. It's just the little injuries that, w- that worry me that LeBron, you know, won't be 100%. He's getting older now. Mm. We know how good he is, but, you know... It's going to take a toll eventually, and especially as we've seen, the, the supporting cast members have been hit and miss lately, mm. so it depends on how much he's going to have to do. LeBron recently came out and said that that injury that put him out for that extended period of time is, is going to ensure that he's never going to reach 100% in his career again. Yep. That's that's quite sad. Like We've seen him at an ap- 
playing at the highest level for so long. I wonder if this is the start of the decline. The decline. Let's hope not. But I feel like even a seventy-five percent LeBron's arguably a top two to three <laughs> yeah. player in the league still. Yeah, so that's true. a worrying sign. But can I just say something? Please do. Lakers versus Portland today. Whoever win that or whoever lose that will be in the play-in currently. So that's- if Lakers lose, they're they're in the seventh spot. That's not a place, and would currently, as things stand today, would be playing the Warriors. That's not a place oh. I would like to be in the plane. <laughs> That's a danger um, zone. I'm, I'm really, really nervous about that at this point did, in time. Did you see what LeBron's tweet about the plane as mm. he creeps down to six? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. It was like Luca the other week when yeah. they were down in there. He kind of came out and said it was nonsense. But now that they're up in the fifth seed, you know, you're not hearing any issues from the Mavs, mm, are you? No. It's funny because last year with that, and I guess the circumstances were different because of the shortened COVID season and everything was a bit strange but LeBron was really advocating the playing tournament last year yep. I guess because the circumstances were slightly different but now they're slowly creeping into that picture he, he doesn't want a bar of it. But even even if things ended today as they stand with the Lakers in sixth in a first round they would be playing the Clippers. Now that's a worrying yeah. prospect as well so things are starting the odds aren't looking that favourable for the no, Lakers at the aren't. moment but well, no. Would you change your? Obviously, uh, surely you change your bet. No, I, no, no. Really? I'm, I'm loyal to a fault. I'm sticking with them, but I'm, I'm worried. Mm. Uh, in other news, Luca Vildoza has agreed to a four-year, thirteen-point-six million-dollar deal with the Knicks. Not the Luca I was expecting. Not the Luca. <laughs> um, regarded as one of the top playmaking guards in Europe, uh, twenty-five years old, spent the last couple of seasons with Basconia. Um, he was named the ACB Finals MVP, and apparently is a bit of a player. Uh, Kobe Bryant in 2019 was talking up uh, Vildoza and Gabriel Deck, who's now with OKC, mm. saying that they should look to sign one or if not both of them. They didn't get their hands on either. Now both are in the league and um, being pretty highly touted. So I think that's an opportunity gone missing when they were given the inside early yeah. to Lakers to get on board. You know when Kobe touts you up that you're a half-decent player, hey? You're a half-decent player, so certainly looking forward to seeing what he can do in the Knicks. You know, they're... Not only are they performing on the court, they're now starting to get some actual traction off the court. Mm. Um, you know, getting these signings, getting these names, they're getting you know a little bit of actual talk in the media again. Mm. They've been um, the Cinderella story of the season so far. Piece of news that's hurting my Hornets, Miles Bridges, who's kind of made a insurgence into the league as of late, is out um, due to health and safety protocols. Hurts. So, We've got bloody Cody or. Caleb Martin starting. I don't even know which one. Just seen Lamelo come back. Have you been happy with him? I've been from what pleased. You've seen? I've been pleased. Jesus, Hornets commentators have been pleased, haven't they? They have. They, been. they absolutely just—he's you know God's greatest creation, I would say, <laughs> yeah. arguably. But the Hornets are in a funny spot as well. They're in eighth at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen what we've seen from Lamelo. Do you, do you still feel confident in them if they can get every all the pieces back? Should they make the playoffs? I th- I definitely feel confident. I yep. think if they're in that, um, even that, what is it? Would it be tenth spot? I yep. feel confident in them. My goodness, that's the spirit. That you've <laughs> gone all in. The contract signed. You are all in, or all in. I guess you're so, all in. So they'd be going up against Miami at the moment. That's not not ideal for them. I don't think. You know what? I'd, I'll be honest. If Obviously, Miles Bridges will be back, but I really think we need Gordon Hayward. Hayward's the big pace there that will kind of turn that tide. Um, I'm worried, though, about the Wizards. I think they're going to be the... They're scary. They're a team that can just go off on any given night. Um, They, you know, Bill and Westbrook are just playing at a phenomenal level, and they've got enough pieces. Like, we said this going into the season about the Wizards. Mm. With Bertans, if Hachimura can grow, 
all their other pieces around them. They've got enough there that they can cause some damage. Uh, they started slowly, but had they not have had the start that they did, they'd probably be up around the, you know, the sixth seed. They're, where we thought they probably would have. Where we ended expected. Up. Yeah. Uh, so certainly a team to watch out for there. Uh, in other news, the NBA has announced it will be launching a new G League team in Mexico City, the Mexico City Capitan, Capitans. Ooh, I like the name. For the 2021-2022 season. Capitans, did you say? Capitans, Capitans. Yeah, righty Don't mind. Pick your poison. <laughs> Bit of a Mexican okay, flavour. What is that? No, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Is I know. It Mexican for captain. Yeah, I think that I sounds know. right. We'll go with that. We'll run with that. But again, I'll we'll probably talk about <laughs> this a little more in the episode, things yeah. like this. Um, but it's good to see that the league is trying something new, trying to, yeah. you know, cater to a different audience base, um, you know, experimenting. Because with what's happened with COVID, now there's no better time to experiment than now. Mm, um, so I really like what they're doing on that front. That's really good. Um, speaking of things which aren't good, though, um, some bad news for the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm not sure if you saw the news this yes. morning, but yep. Zion Williamson is out indefinitely with a fractured left finger. Mm. So the Pelicans are sitting 11th at the moment, so they're just just out of the playing um, tournament at the moment. Only a game and a, the Spurs are sliding, so they're only a game and a half out. They're only a game and a half out, but having someone like Zion Williamson, who's such a barometer and yep. um, so vital for that team, it's not great timing, and you'd hate that to be the difference between them making the playing tournament and not making it. What a year he's had as well. Just quickly, like we've mentioned him a little bit, but honestly, his progression and the way he's come in and taken the league by storm. I feel like we haven't talked about him enough. No, no, I don't think so because he has, as you know, using that analogy, is the most dominant force in Shaq, mm. but he just looks so effortless. Mm. Like a guy his size with his athleticism and his control around the rim is just second to none. Um, so it's a huge loss there for the Pelicans and the league. And it's every night that he's going out with these massive games. Well, 30 points a night is just not is a very common occurrence mm. at the minute with him, isn't it? Yeah. You, um, you, yeah. I was just going to mention you touched on it there, Nick. Yeah, it's not only a um, it's not only a big loss for the Pelicans, but as you were saying, the league needs him to play. Like they rely on Zion yeah. Williamson. How many times would you? I know they've got other good players, but how many times would you tune into a Pelicans game just to watch Zion Williamson? Well, more often than not, yeah. just because he, he is that draw card yeah. and you know he's going to be something special. Like, they've got Lonzo Ingram, who are capable players in their own right, but he's the big box office draw, isn't he's he? He's the big ticket, yeah. yeah so. Is he taking anything away? For, obviously, he is with these massive games, but is he taking anything away from Brandon Ingram? He's, I, I, I'm he's be perfectly playing, honest. If you say he's been playing bad, he I wasn't going to say he's been playing bad. I was just going to say I haven't really taken too much notice of what he's done yeah, just no. because... The Zion, you He's see that, that he, he just taking. stands out. Yeah. And he is having similar games to him. Obviously, Zion might put a couple more points on the board and a yep. couple more rebounds, but he's having up near 30-point games. I guess just on the Pelicans, if you... So, the season would end today. Um, they finish in that 11th seed. Is this year a failure, yes. do you think? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Where were we speaking them up t- at the start of the season? I think they were just inside the playoff race or yeah, there or the, thereabouts. But somewhere between 8th and 10th, I yeah. think we had them off the top of the head. Um, yeah, they have fallen flat. And again, they were a team that really started slowly. Um, and they just couldn't quite, you know, withstand Van Gundy there, learning mm. a new system. Um, they integrated Adams and it just mm. felt like it took a while to get going. I think now they've fallen again. It's like last year when they were really, pretty much the playing tournament was based on getting them into yep. the playoffs, but they were just too far behind 
too early. Last um, year we could let, let them off the hook though because Zion Williamson was out for exactly. a large portion of that season. Yep. This year he's played the majority of the games and they really should have finished. Should have been better. Yeah. Well, they got Stephen Adams in and Eric Bledsoe. Do you, how, vi- so. how vital <laughs> do you think... Um, Drew Holiday was leaving. Do you I reckon think that was huge. Yeah, I think massive. that was a really yeah. big loss compared mm-hmm. to Bledsoe is a very hit and miss player. Yeah. Um, I I certainly think that was a big downgrade for them. Mm-hmm. Um, also losing like JJ Redick. Yeah, you know, having that absolute weapon off the bench. Um, we've seen good things from Kira Lewis Jr. off the bench and a few of Jackson yeah, Hayes. Yeah, Jackson Hayes. There are other players, but losing that veteran scoring off the bench has been that a big loss. Yeah. Two way, yeah. Speaking of scoring, a man who is no stranger to scoring the basketball, Carmelo Anthony, has officially jumped into the top ten all time scorers during the week by passing Elvin Hayes's mark of twenty seven thousand three hundred and thirteen points. So what's that place him? He's in tenth now. Jeez, yeah. Lads, here's a here's a little bit of trivia to get your morning going. <laughs> You're gonna name me the top ten. Uh, in order, starting at number not one. Not in oh. order. In Co- order. Kobe's in there. You can give me the order. I reckon you can do it. A little bit of trivia. Number one. Ten? No, that's impossible. Kareem. Kareem. Number two. LeBron. No. Number three. Who? Number two. The Le- Postman. Ah, uh, Carl Malone. Carl Malone, number two. LeBron, number three. Number four. Lee? I don't know. I, you I, said I, his name? Oh, uh, Cobes. Cobes, number Cobes. five. Oh, jeez. The uh, great man. Jordan. Michael Jordan, number six. One of, if not the greatest player outside of the US. Jeremy Lin. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Money's not in the top ten. <laughs> Jeremy Lin. I had to laugh so you knew it was a joke. Uh, I had to let that register for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so did I. Jeremy Lin is not number um, six. Dirk? Dirk, number six. Number seven. Probably one of the greatest big men athletes the league's ever seen. Shaq? Dropped a 100-point game. Uh, Wilt. Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain, number seven. Number eight. Lee, you just mentioned his name. Shaq. Shaq, number nine. Has a surname that's also finished in this top ten. <laughs> Moses Malone. Done. Number 10, Carmelo Anthony. Well done, lads. There we go. That, that was, was a good. struggle. That like was that. an absolute battle. But we got there, the top 10. Um, so incredible stuff there. Now, with with Carmelo, does it kind of feel like we're going to look back on him more favourably once his career is over? Does it kind of feel like we're underrating him still? I'm appreciating like, what, him. like, he's a top 10. That's, mm. That is elite. You're, you know, one of the top 10 greatest scorers in the history of the league. You I look think, back at him in his New York um, mm. days and you think, geez, I love, like, I was in love with Carmelo. Over and this, this resurgence we're seeing in the last year or two with Portland has mm. been, like, we thought he was gone, done, finished out of the league, mm, but yeah. he is really... Like come back with a renewed fire, yeah. um, and has been a huge part of the Blazers' uh, success in that role. Like oh. he's one of the best six men in the league by far. Yeah, and bringing to a top ten scorer of all time off the bench. Like they posted on Instagram, the NBA his footwork um, yeah. around the mid range and how he just effortlessly. He's a rhythm. He's a rhythm, rhythmic shooter. Rhythmic shooter, absolutely. Mm. He's um, you know, he's only. What's he now? He's only 90 points away from Malone. Um, he's going to probably climb into the top eight or nine, yeah. uh, depending on how long he goes for. But a fitting career for an absolute legend there. Other news from me, I'm just uh, – well, I think I think that's it from the NBA. Mm. Do you lads have anything no, else you want to touch on? a quiet one. It was a quiet week in the NBA. But um, nevertheless, we'll push on to the NBL here. Everyone's favourite segment, Giddy Watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the, it's another week and another – just incredible record broken by the young star. Uh, the 36ers star became the first Australian in NBL history 
to have back-to-back triple-doubles. Mm. Uh, he dropped 15 points, 11 rebounds, 13 assists in their game on last Saturday night versus the Breakers mm. in the win. Uh, he then followed that up later in the week with a 15-point, two-rebound, six-assist game as Adelaide beat Cairns 92-76. to He'd be averaging close to a triple-double over the last month, wouldn't he? He's not far away. Yeah. He's close. And that's just an- another week, another record broken by him. Mm. I've just, just thought of something, though. When he ventures over to the NBA, I have no doubt that he'll be able to put, you know, if he wants 15 points, have that and the assists. But the bodies are bigger in the NBA. Yep. Do you reckon he's getting that many rebounds? Or not 11 every night, but do you reckon his rebound game well, will be up? He's playing against grown men in this league, though. That's, yes, so I yeah. think we're getting a good look at how he's actually going to fare. I, yeah. Um, you know, if he was in college and doing this, it's slightly different as the bodies are growing. But well, My ca- comparison would probably be LaMelo Ball. Look yep. at LaMelo. He's still getting the rebounds at will, and he's got a pretty slight frame at the end of the day. Ben Simmons started out pretty slight frame, didn't yep. he? Like, And certainly once they get him into training camp and actually get to mould him the way they want, mm. um, you know, depending on the situation they're in, it depends. If you've got a Capella who's going to grab 20 boards or yep. if you, you know, you've got a point guard like Westbrook who's going to grab you 20 boards, yep, you know. for sure. It depends where he fits and what role they have him play. Um, but, you know, another week and the anticipation just grows with him. Mm. Uh, it was really good to see. We had Josh Giddy's mum get around our post during the week, <laughs> didn't we? Did so that. That, was that was great. Good stuff there on the socials. Uh, other news from the NBL, uh, Bullets head coach Andrej Lemonis will be leaving at season's end. Uh, he's pursuing a big money deal in Japan. He spent the last 13 years as an NBL head coach, so mm. certainly done good things there, but he's now going to spread his wings and take to Asia. So Good luck to him. On the hunt for a new coach there. Okay, lads. Okay, odds and ends are done. Now, this is something we wanted to do during the week. We've just, we mentioned how kind of league viewership is down a little bit. Uh, so we thought we'd play the role of Adam Silver during the week, think of some ways that the league could be altered, changed, increase the actual viewership, yep. better the product. Uh, so we're going to put forth a couple of ideas. Now, we'd love to hear from you guys out there what you think of our suggestions, whether you love them, hate them, as well as some of your own. Mm. Uh, this is a league for the fans, so you know, really no is. better way to hear then from the fans. So. Do you want to kick us off? I might kick us off here. Yep. My first change to the league is expansion. Yep. Now, and I think get... it can branch out to 32 and then potentially 34 teams. Jesus. Uh, that's only four more teams. I think if you have 17, if you were to keep the conferences, which I might mm. touch on later, mm. you got 34 teams, still keep the top eight from each conference, but it puts more value on the actual Playoffs, because there's less teams. There's now under 50% of the teams making the playoffs. Less games? Uh, I'm going to touch on that shortly. Okay. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, tie it. I'll just tie it in then. Yeah. Uh, I think the 72-game season, or it can even be cut a little bit more, has worked this year. Mm. Uh, my reasoning for it, I guess, not doing that, the only aspect is the history books. You know, 82 seasons, you know, all-time records being affected. But my, I guess, rebuttal to that is that, you know, the... If we were to do a normal shortened season, mm. it'd probably be spaced out a little bit more. Yep. There's the mm. potential, as opposed to this year, which has been very condensed, but there's the chance that because we're playing less games, less injuries, players yeah. might actually end up playing more. Mm. Um, less load management. Less load management, exactly. So I guess back to the expansion, though, I here's a couple of locations. Okay. Or well, Seattle. Seattle's one I had. I Seattle want was them in. Definitely, mm. uh, they've got the history. They're going to have the fan base. They've already got a bit of, I guess, notoriety. Um, Vegas, I think, yep. is just could be an absolute hub that people yeah. would be drawn to. 
I put down Mexico City, and this comes off the back yes. of the news we had the yep. other day. Mm. I think that is going to go gangbusters. The actual, like the potential it has for growth there is huge, and the amount of eyes it'll get on the league will mm. just be incredible. I see Mexico City in the same light as I see Toronto in terms of mm. I can see the people who live there just getting around it massively and making it their own. Yep. Um, I can definitely see that working. I also put in as a fourth team another Canadian team. I haven't thought of a location yet or a mm. team name or anything of the kind. But again, just increasing a different um, demographic of not eyes the, onto the league. Not the Tampa Gators. Haven't popped them. I haven't popped the Tampa Gators in. Um, I think God, I loved that Miami. episode. That was a great episode. That was a good one. I'm looking forward to the fun. St. Louis Eagles coming in soon. <laughs> could you potentially bring back Vancouver? I absolutely yeah. could. Yep, mm. yep. They've certainly got, again, they're like Seattle. They've already got a history. They've got, um, yeah, the, the existing fan base, yep. I guess. So I think, how do you guys feel about expansion? Like, where do More you, teams. Where do you sit Four on that? Four teams is a lot. My, I've got a few questions. Um, I really like the idea of expanding the league, and I think it's in, inevitable, really. Do you think after the COVID crisis and the fact that the NBA suffered so much financially that it's going to be put off longer than perhaps most NBA fans would like it to be put off? I think, uh, now here, I say both sides to it. I say the side you've just said that, you know, they're going to try and rebuild with what they've got, get things back up to the yeah. par level. But then I say the side that by introducing this potentially a new cash injection of viewers, things 100%. like that, it could get the league back up to speed as well. I say both sides as well. So I really, I really don't know. It's like an investment. Yeah, exactly. So... The other question that I have is, do you think if they expanded the league that they'd have to introduce two teams at the same time? Because That's if you introduce one team, then you'd have uneven amount of teams in each uh, conference, which you'd is an idea. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And then, you know, with the 34, I said, I think it's it's certainly not a four at once. It's a progression from 32 to 34. Yeah. Um, but any of those teams, I think, were there any other locations that you would actually think of not really to be honest i i had a few marked down i had obviously i think seattle is the obvious choice at yep. the moment um but then yeah las vegas and after you mentioned i wasn't actually thinking about new mexico until you mentioned, mentioned that, that in the in the uh yeah g league so they could be another potential option well i was reading an interesting article during the week and it was about a um just stick with me here it was about a potential kind of crossover with like the euro league mm-hmm. featuring promotion and relegation with the nba Okay. So, you bring in these teams with the Euro League. It kind of ties in under. It's like a second tier um, to the league. So, mm. whoever the top two teams from that league come into the NBA, mm-hmm. the bottom two teams from that go into the Euro League. The but bottom out of the NBA. Out of the NBA. Is uh, that how the soccer works? Yeah, like with promotion yeah. and relegation. But it's a little bit different if you're doing it across continents. Yeah, I'm not um, a big fan of that. <laughs> but no. I, I was just reading it. And it was really quite a bizarre, just and a very interesting take that would be, like, I quite like the idea um, of promotion and relegation. Mm. And that ties in with another point I had about, I guess I'll just rattle this off because yep. it ties in, uh, the G League. Continuing to build on, like, its exposure and make it a legitimate second-tier competition. Because mm. um, even, like, me, I don't pay that much attention to the G League. No, no, and that's the thing, like, I kind of take little bits and pieces of it, but not to the extent that we should. Like, it really yeah. should become a pipeline for players. It should become a pipeline for growth. Uh, and there's the potential there. This is really selfish on on our behalf or on my behalf, really. But I think um, 
in order to grow the game, yes, you have to grow the G League and make it that attractive place for players to want to play before they enter the yep. big league. But that might come at the cost of the NBL because the NBL at the moment yep. is one of those leagues which players are finding more attractive to come down and play before their first um, first league in, uh, first season in the league. And yep. um, we look at Lamelo Ball, RJ Hampton, Josh Giddy's about to do it, do it, even though he's an Australian born and bred. Um, I just worry that it's going to from an Australian from perspective, that's going to come at the cost of um, yeah, growing the J League. Do Do you feel as if like I I think it does? Do you feel as if almost college ball because there's no there's not the team loyalty there anymore because really players going to college are there for a year just to hone their yeah. skills. You're not sticking at four years at the college if mm. you're a quality player. And yeah. it feels like now if you've got the option to come abroad to Australia or go to the Ignite team where you can get half a million dollars, mm. it feels as if college ball could be on a transition phase out. Mm. I think so as well. And with that, do you think the league should reintroduce being able to high school athletes come in? Um, no, I, I like I like them going to going to college at least least for the year. I think it's really beneficial for them. And I know we've had obviously some of the best players in, in league history. Some of them have bypassed the college route, but at the end of the day I think it, I think it's beneficial for them to have that one year in college if if they can. I like the idea of them coming through the G League for that year as opposed to going to the yeah. pros, come into the second kind of tier and mm. genuine second tier G League system. And then you know if if you have a stud that's absolutely just killing it, who's built like a brick, mm. be be able to progress them if they're at that age into an NBA team halfway yeah. through the season, having that kind of um, that pathway there. So, do we think that they should, in, for those players who decide to go into through the G League route, for them to increase their salary? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Because um, that's the big thing. A lot of these players want the security, don't they? Particularly and- after the COVID crisis, you never know what's going to happen. You, like you never know what's around the corner, really, do you? That's it. It's so much uncertainty at the minute. Um, but I really think the G League, and I think putting this New Mexico team in is a really good step for mm, that, mm. Um, for the exposure. And it can be – it's almost like a trial um, in the sense that if it works, there's plenty of viewership, there's increased engagement. Okay, let's put an NBA team there. Yeah. So do you like the idea of a Mexico team, Lee? Mexico, sure. You like it? <laughs> um, awesome. Okay. Another idea I had. Yep. Oh, do you have any? Oh, I've got a few, but you, real, you, real no, off another. You go, Ro, because I've rattled off about six of mine, combined um, it into one then. Yeah, rightio. So I, I was more so thinking what currently in, in the NBA is a bit of a turn-off for me, and if I was trying to get into the NBA, what would sort of steer me the other way? Um, one of the big ones is the timeouts in the end-of-game mm-hmm. situations. There's nothing worse than when you're, when you're watching a really tight, Good game, you know, yep. th- three or four minutes left, and it end up ends up going for twenty five minutes just due to the amount of um, full timeouts down the stretch. It actually takes it literally takes all the air out of the game. Yeah. Um, so my suggestion is, I think at the moment teams are limited to four timeouts and two timeouts after the three minute mark in the fourth quarter. That sounds right. Yeah, I think it is right. I might have to look into that, but I'm fairly sure that's right. What we'll, my su- we'll run with that. My suggestion would be cut that down to two timeouts in the last quarter for each team. Yep. And only one after the three minute mark. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I think. You. I think. I think that. So they still get the timeouts, 
But down the stretch in the last few minutes of the game, you, you know that each team only has one timeout. Yeah. yeah, it still might result in, you know, the air being taken out a little bit. But I think you have to compromise in that situation. Teams still should have that opportunity to get on the same page and, yeah. you know, gain a plan going down the stretch. But at the end of the day, it's also a, a product for the people for the who are watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think they need to reduce the amount of full timeouts in particular yep. or replace them with shorter timeouts, 20-second timeouts. I, my, I guess mine follows kind of a similar vein. I had like cut down the timeouts for each team from seven to five. Mm-hmm. So each team gets one timeout in the first three quarters each. You get two timeouts for each team in the fourth quarter and likewise with that one each team in the, the final yep. three minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's only this is only a very minute difference, but for the full timeouts, they're currently at a minute 15. Just, I'd like to see them cut down just to a minute 10, just yep. a couple of seconds, just to slightly. <laughs> Five seconds. But you do that, you take out a couple of timeouts, you're increasing the actual speed of the product. Um, Even cut 15 seconds. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah. I had that initially and I thought, oh, that that might be a progression step. But mm. because it mm. is, it does ruin and detract from the game. And another point with that, uh, a time limit on reviews Yes. Now, what's the time limit as it stands? I'm not sure. I don't know. No. I don't know. Do Does, they have a time limit? I don't think so. It's, it doesn't feel like it. It's it, too it, long. You've, I, you've never seen a ref reviewing and saying, okay, that's long <laughs> enough. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think put a, to- a minute time limit on it. Put the clock on. If by at which point the end of the minute a decision's not made, you stick with the original call I on like the floor. That. Yeah. Because that, again, you add that in with the timeout. Like, They're longer than the time. It's horrible. It, honestly, it takes so much away from the product, like a quality game, and you're just, you know, just watching 20 yeah. minutes of, like at the final three minutes of a game can generally go for like half an hour. My it's thought, horrible. My thoughts on it are if you can't come up with a decision within a minute, the, the yeah, decision exactly. is inconclusive. Yeah. It's inconclusive. You haven't come to a clear decision, so you just have to stick with it. Even a minute call. is a long time that to review time. something like if, like Rose said if you see it if you can't see it 30 seconds should be enough yeah like, I like the idea like we're seeing in a lot of professional sports now like cricket we've had it for ages Hawkeye and ball tracking um, yep. now in soccer we've got VAR like the virtual assistant referee hmm. um, all sports now AFL you've got goal line technology like we're seeing yep. this become prominent in all sports and I like the fact that we're trying to get the decisions right because games can be determined by oh, an incorrect yeah. or a correct call agree but again, as a product for the viewers, like we need to put some parameters on it because it just is just agonising to sit there and watch it. I think personally that technology is uh, – that was brought into these games for the absolute howlers, like the absolute yep. terrible shocking calls that the, where the referee or the umpires just simply got it wrong and it's just human error, which happens. But I think when you'll, you'll get some of these calls which you which are quite inconclusive and I think if you're looking at it for a good minute and you still can't come up with a decision, then you just got to stick with your gut. What about a – this is just bouncing off that. What about a de- designated reviewer, foul reviewer or call reviewer? Well, they've got – Because um, they take so long in sending them to the bench and then they need to rally up a decision together, which takes a long time. What you, if you just you mean- had someone straight away that could look at the review and then – don't they have an office um, mm. in where is it, Secaucus? Oh, I yeah, don't even know what it's called, but yeah. it's something like that. Like HQ to yeah. watch it, yeah. I think they've got something similar uh. already. Um, yeah, and their whole job is to look at it from every angle and trying to determine whether it's... What's happened there? 
Lee, yeah. I guess coming back to you, how what do you think are the timeouts? What's a good number for you? Uh, Rose put, put it perfect. Yep. I think. Happy with that number. What, what did you say? Well, I think in the last quarter, because at the moment they've got four timeouts each and two timeouts each after the three-minute mark, I think we should cut it down to two timeouts each and only one after And how the many overall? Mark. Seven, I think. Seven so overall. Still stays with, I'd even still cut it with down seven. to six and yep. then that fourth quarter business. Yeah. I've got one. Yeah, <laughs> Mine are very minimalistic. Um, like one of mine says less timeouts and another says just reviewing fouls. I don't even know where I, I was going. I'll, I'll bounce off that because I've got that one as well. I What one? Uh, the, the second one that you were... Review. I don't know if you were going in, oh, the, in the same um, direction same or not. Yep. But my one was refs to be more lenient when it comes to shooting fouls. Yes. I, in my opinion, I think, again, it's, I don't think it's a great look for the game when you've got these players who admittedly are really crafty and good at gaining these shooting fouls, good at driving to the rim and getting contact. I think the refs need to be more lenient and not be aware of that, that players are going, drawing, looking for the fouls, mm, hunting for them. 100%. When you're watching a game and a guy's shooting 15 to 20 free throws, it's not a good product. It's not a good product for the people, I don't think. Well, to come back to that, do you like the idea? I know in college they do this in some other leagues, so it's a foul. It's So if you make the first free throw, you get another free throw. But if you miss the first, then that's it. Oh, that's interesting. Wait, what? So, like, if you... Yeah, so if you miss it, you're done. Yeah. Done the line. Yeah. Oh. But because, like, it's, it's something like two free throws, you know, it puts the pressure on you to actually make mm. the first. But what about people... Like, I know we want to take it out a bit, but some people base a lot of their game off getting to the line. And I mean, but then again, it also limits... Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was mentioning when I was saying that it, it is a craft. And you look at guys like James Harden, for example, who is just an expert at gaining fouls and getting to the line. Um, but I still don't think it means that you have to rule out call, um, calling shooting fouls altogether. Like, yeah. obviously, you're going to call the blatantly obvious ones when the guy's hacked when they get go to the rim because that happens quite regularly and that's part of the game. But I think sometimes the, the players are reaching a bit for these fouls and they get Agreed. them more often than not. Yeah. No, I agree there. I'll uh, go. Now my turn. Please. Um, mine just says another minimalistic one. It says get new refs. And what I mean by that is um, give uh, pay punishments to the ref. Because I was incorrect decision, like yeah, for give them calls. fines. Yeah, give them fines. Because I was looking into it, they don't get fines right now. The punishment system right now is pretty much if you're a really good um, ref, you'll be promoted up to ref- refereeing like the All Star game and yep. in the playoffs and all. But if you make enough poor decisions, you'll probably get fired. But I doubt that happens too often. Do you think people, some of the refs, then would just not make a call? Like, would just not make a call for the scare of... No, but that's another thing. That's, do, that's counted as an incorrect I don't call. know if you remember, but do you remember that game where it was Jazz versus Portland and oh. um, Dame went up and it, the goaltending wasn't called on Rudy Gobert? I do mm. remember that game, yeah. yes. And that's that's an example. If they That's a call you... You got you, to, you need to make it was down the stretch. Yeah, they made an apology for it, but it's not enough. You need and, to get fined for. And stuff that's like moments that. like that where we have the VAR, yeah. isn't it? That's like okay, this is actually purposeful. They mm. said they couldn't um, make a decision on it in the time because there was nothing cold. 
Yeah, they couldn't I, yeah that's it. right. Yeah, I, I think they're always going to say that those ones come down to human error, which is completely it's like understandable. The James Harden but... bucket that game. Oh my the Spurs, god! Like, I forgot about that. Put the dunk in, and it's and then they oh, lost. Yeah, they yeah. the Spurs came back by like twenty odd points. I suppress that memory, but yeah, that was incredible, wasn't it? I, I tell you what, I don't know if you guys, and it's sort of related to it, and sort of not, but I don't know if you guys saw the footage of KD and the ref yesterday during the game having a conversation. It was one of the best. Give it a watch if you have. It's on Bleacher Report if you haven't seen it. Just really like calm um, conversation between the two. KD was expressing his frustration of why the foul was called against him. The ref was coming back calm and pretty clear and concise with it. There was no disrespect going either way. It was really, I I actually really liked it. I have to have a look at that. Mm. I I did miss that one. Uh, Another thought from me here, lads. Do you think we bring back the five-game final series? At the minute, we've got seven, and often, not so much this year because it's quite even, but we've seen series like the Bucks versus Detroit mm. just being waxed for zip, um, and it's just, you know, you know it's happening. Do we bring back the five-game series? If Remember the other year when, who was it, Brooklyn took a game off, was it Philly, when they were pretty ordinary? Mm. No. I can't remember, it? to be honest. But anyway, if, say a team, the underdog wins the first game, and it makes it feel as if they've got more of a legitimate shot. Mm. With five games. Yeah. It might, and it might increase mm. the excitement. Um, Particularly in correlation with shortening the seasons as exactly. well. Exactly. I don't mind it, to be honest with you. Um, I'm I'm all for watching as much basketball as possible. But yep. I think in that situation, yeah, you're right. If the underdog did happen to get a game or two in the first few games, um, anything could happen. Does it? Yeah, because they... Oh, sorry, Lee, what you... I was just going to be honest here. I'm the same as right. I want to see as much bowl as possible. But is it just me that feels like sometimes those playoff series drag out a little bit? And that's my mm. thinking, like a series like that where you know it's dead and gone. Yeah. Okay, let's rein it into five. Yeah. Um, you know, increase the excitement, increase the actual or decrease, should I say, the crappy amount of games we've got. Like yeah. the first game is good because it's a feeler, but then the second, the third, yep. the fourth, it's like, oh. Come on now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's one idea. Um, coming back as well, the conferences and divisions. Do we need them? Do you think we scrap the conferences? Well, we'd keep them because we we like the um, traditional nature of the game and we like to keep things how they are um, for history's sake, I guess. Um, do we actually need them? Yeah. I don't. I'd, I've been of this opinion for a little while now. I don't think they're the be-all and end-all, to be honest with ha- you. Have it as the 30 and it be the top teams, like yeah. the ones that deserve to be Agreed. there getting mm-hmm. regardless of if it's 15 West teams or whatever the case, like it be the, the best of the best. Yeah. And it would be a Western Conference League, <laughs> to be honest. We've got oh. some good East teams now, like the... Yeah, the, West, be, the, yeah. the West is strong. The West is, is strong. Is the NBA one of the uh, – there could be more, but I'm just thinking – one of the only um, professional sporting leagues in the world which are split by conference – like split by conferences as opposed to simply the best teams with the uh, – well, with the best records yep. making it to the playoffs? I think so. Oh, you've got like the like the major league ba- – like all yeah. the American sports pretty much have the conference – Set up, yeah, okay. Um, but, but outside of that, like a lot of the sports, like here with our NRL, like rugby, yeah. AFL, all these other sports are just based on the best teams. This might be just because I'm, we're in Australia and I don't actually understand the the importance of the East versus West 
matchup, but it just seems a bit backwards to me. Like at the end of the day, you want the best teams in the in the league making the yep. the playoffs, and it doesn't necessarily matter if. But Buds versus Crips, though. <laughs> oh, no, no but I, I think this this one would be too much of a big change. It, you think? I think it'd more than likely drive viewers away. Say you have um, 50% of your NBA viewers in the West and 50% in the East. Just say a majority of the East teams got out. There goes a lot of your... I just think the final product, though, will be would be better. better. Yeah. And it that- would be, but I think we're not understanding the pride in the Eastern and the Western Conference that they have over there. But especially, like, the uh, the actual divisions, like, what purpose do they serve? Absolutely. Not, they should be scrapped. They should be yeah, scrapped. they should be good. Or they add an extra banner in for Northeast Division yeah, Champion. I've never whatever, understood but it. it. I, I don't think a lot of fans, a lot of especially the more so casual viewers, could actually tell you what teams are in each division. I, I don't even know. If so, I how, how um, important or not important would it be by officially going positionless? Does it matter that much or not? No, we're almost positionless. I think but, there. If, but if you actually take away the, I think, the I, titles. I think they'll always have the titles, to be honest yeah. with you. I just don't just think Just to classify a little bit more, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But it, it's almost like we do play positionless, positionless. positionless <laughs> basketball as it is, so um, that one's not too much of a worry. How about this one? This is to gain the viewership. Decreasing the price of NBA League Pass. Yeah. What is it now? At the in, moment, in I'm, I'm speaking of in Australia, I think it's well in excess of $300. It is. Which in the US, what would that be in the US for comparison? Oh, uh, that would be I don't know, 150 get, get the cash converter. Cash converter. <laughs> like, that's like a lot of money. Hard. It's a lot of money, isn't it? it? And it's for, I know a lot of people who really want to get into the NBA, but they haven't had the exposure to it. Unless you have... Uh, ESPN. Yep. You're probably not going to be watching too many games. League Pass is the easy option for those who are heavily invested in the NBA already and know that they're going to be watching regular games throughout the season. But for those who really want to get into it, it's too much money to invest into when you're not 100% sure if you're you're going to commit to the exactly. whole season. Yeah. And I know they have the monthly pass as well. They're still expensive. They're still, still expensive. It is a lot of money. Um to actually watch bowl, and that does detract people from getting involved. Mm. And I think that kind of ties in, like, I guess kind of, I don't know, do you have any more, Lee? Uh, uh, not really. I've got a few little ones, but, yeah, it's okay. But I guess to tie in, like, it kind of comes back to, okay, let's increase, decrease the actual time at the end of games, better the product, decrease the price to actually watch a better product. Yep. You know, it actually, it all kind of ties in, doesn't it? Yeah, and it might be sort of like a fantasy um, thought because at the end of the day they're probably not going to decrease the price after, particularly after the COVID crisis. I yep. think they're after every dollar that they can at the moment, even though the NBA is uh, extremely um, financially driven. stable, drivenly, yeah, and, and stable. stable. Um, but I don't think they're going to decrease it. But if they want people to you know get into the game and you want you know their exposure around the world, that's that's, that's a good start, I reckon. Ro, do you want to rip through your other quick ones there? This is a, this this might be a bit of a ridiculous one, and it's something that I've just wanted. But I think there's something in bringing back nostalgia in the NBA. So what I I'm mean with by it. that is, how about you bring back more like vintage retro jerseys yeah, and stuff like that? I know when stripes, yes. Sir. I'm not. I and by no means am I going to say, oh, bringing back a, the bloody retro jerseys are going to improve the league massively. But I think there's something in 
bringing back some sort of nostalgia, particularly for those who ma- ma- were maybe watching it throughout the 90s, just say, yep. 80s, 90s, and, they've you know, you fall out of love with certain things throughout your life, and some people fall out of love with uh, basketball, basketball or yeah, what, whatever anything. it might be. Yep. I think that's a good way to bring people back, and for the people who are already watching it, I think it's cool to see. Throw back to... You know, a different age. I, I, think I, so. I like the idea. Uh, it's bring a bit back left the field. pinstripes. What a treat yeah, that would be. They're yeah. delicious. I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for yeah, that. That was just, sort of just like no. Obviously, as I was saying, it's not going to be the it's not going to be the you know turning point or anything yeah. like that. But I think it'd be cool, and I think it would bring uh, p- people who used to watch the NBA back. Even like have it. Even if just to see how fairs have like a throwback week, or yeah. a throwback yeah. month or yep. whatever, just That's where you actually idea. try yeah. it and see how it goes. Get their um, jersey sales up. Nostalgia is a powerful thing. It is. I think a month would be good because if you give someone too much of something, it starts to become less special. It yeah. does. Should we, we really quickly talk about? I'm not saying I want to implement it, but the four point line. Oh, I had this in mind. I was going to mention. Uh, it's a funny one, isn't it? How much would it seriously? alter the league I think a lot because I already More was seeing not, just yeah. the like the volume of three point shooting is just through the roof it's mm. at an all time high um and this is only if you can reward players by going back even more so mm. um they're going to do it especially the Currys the Lillards Trey Youngs of the world who are already doing it if they can be rewarded for it they're going to love it mm. um part of me likes it part of me wants to see still you know, the aspect of players driving in and actually working yeah. all around as opposed to just running and pulling up. Yeah. So it's a funny one. Do yeah, you, Matt, do you like I, idea? yeah, I'm a bit, I'm probably 60, 40, 60 being against it, to yeah. be honest. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think it would change the game a lot. Yeah, mm. I, I personally don't think it's something that will happen. Probably in our lifetime, to I reckon. They're talking about it. I don't think it's going to... I personally don't see it changing, to be honest. I think it's too big of a change. You're introducing another another line, essentially, on the court. I know they brought the three-point line in at some point. In the 70s. Yeah, but I, I, think, I think it's not required at the moment. Well, do you think with that, then, do we take the three-point line back a foot or so, like at the top? Nah, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna bring the four point line in, just keep I, it. I tell you what, like I know they're good at three pointers, but when I went over and watched those NBA games when I went to America, you have no idea how far back those, those three point lines are. They're <laughs> ridiculous. Like you look at it on on TV and you think, oh, that's easy. I could probably do that. Yeah, I'd probably have to full on heave it heave to get it. to the. It's a lot bigger than when we go it, to the court. Is it is. Why? Is it actually bigger than where you go to the oh. court? By far, by far. I'd, I thought it was just the same. Standard, no, hey, no, it's a, it's a big jump, isn't it? Yeah. Big jump. Um, I guess to recap there, lads, we put the few blah, put forth a few <laughs> ideas there, yep. um, I guess namely around bettering the product, decreasing the time, increasing actual eyes, expansion. Decreasing um, price for Decreasing exposure. price. It's certainly something that the league should take on board, and I know they're getting quite a lot of suggestions put forth mm. um but again coming back to what we said at the top of the segment we'd love to hear from you guys what you thought of our ideas if you think it would make for a better product um or not as well as suggesting your own so hit us up on our socials instagram facebook anywhere and everywhere um mm. let us know what you think of those good stuff lads well done there mm. i think we put forward a couple of good ones listen uh, up adam silver listen up we'll get him to tune into this one <laughs> see what he thinks let's push on lads to hero of the week Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so 
in. Okay, here are the week, lads. Who is up this week? Who could it be? I'll go first. If there you, you like. go, good man. Um, I've gone with a bit of a left field one, but a guy who really deserves it, and that's RJ Hampton. Mm. Whoa, look at that! Didn't I, see that coming. I, I'm not sure if you guys have watched any of the Orlando games over the last week, or even seen his stat lines, but he's seen bits and pieces. He's definitely had the best week of his short career so far. Yeah. Um he's averaged sixteen, seven and five off the bench over the last week, which is which is far and away, yeah, been his best best week in in the league so far. He's I think he's really benefiting from this six man role that he's playing at the moment. We've Definitely. got Terence Ross out for a starter and he's usually the go to guy. But we've got other guards out for Orlando, Michael Carter Williams, Mark Elfortz has been out for a long while. I think having that increased responsibility that perhaps he didn't have whilst he was at Denver has been really good for him, yep. particularly in the last week. The other thing I like is he's starting to prove the doubters wrong because there was already people starting to write RJ Hampton off, even in this early part of his career. I know he people, for some reason, start to write off those rookies who get traded in their first season. I yes. think that's unfair, to be honest with you. And, it, and especially in a situation where he wasn't going to get as much of the ball in a pretty ball-dominant Denver team, like we're actually getting to see him on the ball, no pressure in Orlando, and flourish. The last week is, is for those in a, in Australia, saw him ball out in the NBL last year last season, and he's starting to show signs in the NBA of what we all saw last season. Um, So I'm really happy to see him progress, and I hope, I actually really hope he sticks in this role because it suits him well. I don't think he's necessarily ready for a starting spot at the moment. I think he's good for that spark off the bench, particularly on a team like Orlando who desperately need offensive firepower off the bench. I like this pick, and I certainly did not see it coming. Um, again, it, it's amazing the difference of taking the pressure off will make. And mm-hmm. like we did get to see a bit of him last year, and he does look like a player who can have a, a role in the league. Yeah. Um, looking forward to seeing how he develops. But a great pick from you, certainly one of left field there, right? <laughs> uh, do you want me to go, Lee? I can go if you want. All right. I have my right. my boy, the Sabbath, Demontis Sabonis. Oh, he's, he's having a massive week. Um, he definitely didn't fatigue for that. Short stint, he was out. I think he was out for six games. He hasn't fatigued at all. That first game back, he got 26 points, 19 uh, rebounds and 14 assists. And that's that's kind of mimicked what he's just done all week. I won't say his full stats, but he's kind of just done that. And this is why um, the Pacers were my dark horse. You kind of need one of these superstar players on your team to not carry, but lead the way. Is he enough, though? Is he enough for the Pacers? Obviously not, but look at what else they've got. They've got Karis LeVert. They've got uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Like, when he's on the court, yep. Yeah, if, if, if TJ... Miles Turner's Miles Turn, Yeah, but if he comes back in the playoffs. I think at full strength, the, the Pacers are probably a top six team in my opinion, but yeah. obviously they've had players out throughout the course of the season. But Sabonis has been the constant for that team throughout the course of the season. He's yep. been, been super durable. He's performed at a really high level all throughout the season. This last week's probably been one of his better weeks for the whole season, even though his whole year has been enormous. But, yeah, some of these stat lines that he's putting out, unbelievable. So um, reliable and consistent, too. I'll read out a couple of his um, field goals made and attempted. He shot 13 and made 10, 22 made 14, 9 made 7, 14 made 12. This guy just doesn't miss. Well over 50%. Well over. Big. 
That's a big week. Yeah. That's a big week. A good pick there. Um, oh, hopefully I can bring us home strong. Go ahead. My hero of the week, a bloke who I've bashed on in the past. Oh, don't is... tell me it's... Go. You have a guess. No, no, no. You go. It's Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> Were you going to say Giannis? Oh, I had a few names bouncing around. Oh, I've bashed on a few, haven't I? The Greek freak... Um, the Bucks have been rolling and Giannis has been cooking. He's a huge part of their success. The back-to-back MVP, if he hadn't had them, would probably be up there in the top one or two mm-hmm. for voting at the minute. Um, beat the Nets at the start of the week, 117-114. to 114. 49 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 blocks. Goodness 21 mate. to 36 from the field. Beat the Nets again, 124-118. to 118. So they've knocked off arguably the best team in the league twice yep. in a week. He had 36, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Beat the Wizards in, in, a, in a classic 135 to 134, 23 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Now, the big thing, though, the, the reason he's my hero of the week, not only those stat lines phenomenal, but he's shooting from three. Mm. Uh, he was 4 of 8 in the first game, 4 of 12 in the second, 0 of 2 in the third, but that's okay. But the fact that he's shooting the ball now with more confidence. You say 4 of 8 from the three. From the three-point line. I didn't know he was putting up that many. Mm. He, he put up 12 in the second game, 4 yeah. of 12. So the fact that he's shooting them now, and he's actually putting them in with respectability, that yep. the teams actually have to guard him now. Is that jump shot still ugly? <laughs> uh, I've seen better, but I've also seen worse. It's so satisfying someone with an ugly jump shot seeing the three go in, though, to be honest. <laughs> he, he will actually be unstoppable if he can make that a consistent part of his game. And the fact he's free-throw shooting as well. He shot uh, 10 of 12 in their second game against the Nets and mm. 7 of 8 in the yep. game against the Wizards. So often it was instead of hack-a-shack, hack yeah. because he just can't make them. He's putting them down. His three-point game's improved. He's becoming a more well-rounded player. I tell you what, if he puts it like that was so often a weapon, um, just Val Giannis, Val Giannis. But now that he's got that in his Mm. repertoire, he is a scary prospect. Let me say, voters fatigue is obviously a thing, but is it? I I, I feel like it's really unfair that he's not getting really put in the talks because the only way you get revolved around that MVP MVP, um, actual award is if you're in the talks, and he's not really when he should be. Yeah. Is it unfair? Uh, Yeah. Oh, it's a funny one. Yeah, MVP be... is for the most valuable yep. player. He's been so valuable for that Bucks team. He has. Bucks he has. Team. He should be getting more. Just because of photos fatigue, he's not talked about. I think he's the most dominant player in the league, personally. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, you can't stop him. And the fact they've knocked off the Nets twice in the week. I, I don't want to get, like, as a Bucks fan, I wouldn't get my hopes up. We've seen them uh, bottom out in the playoffs the last couple of years. Mm. But if Giannis, like, with his well-rounded game that he's established now, he's a serious, serious threat. Mm. Um, so certainly with the way his game's rounded, warrants my hero of the week. Is there any chance he takes MVP over the Yokes? No. That you don't reckon? No. I don't think so. I reckon he would definitely be top three. I think the Yoke has signed it up now. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he'll, he'll be up there. He'll be up there. That's not fair, but Yokes has played. Life's good. not fair, my man. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Recapping here on the week there, Roy, who do you have? I had RJ Hampton. Sabonis. Brilliant. And I had the Greek freak, Giannis. Another huge episode. Before we wind up today, Lee, mm. your second game this week, how'd you fare? We had a bye because you oh. had a bye. Oh, I oh, did. Well, a... I was really up and about. You know, mm. we haven't Anti-climate. spoken about it, so I came in to the episode knowing <laughs> nothing. I wanted to hear how you went. But... A bye in your second week. That's, that's, that's of... stiff. And then I've got my birthday next week <laughs> on Wednesday, so I probably won't be playing. <laughs> bit of Just load management. Bit of load, yeah, load <laughs> management. Two weeks off, one week on. If, oh, well, yeah, if we have a 9.30 game, I'll play. A 9.30? Some of your games at 9.30 at night? Are you kidding? No. 
Yeah. And you wanted us to come watch that. They're late fixtures yeah, out there. Yeah, Rose said he was going to. I'll come to one or two. I won't. Well, I, I won't don't be, care if you come. God, I won't be coming to a 9.30 game, I'll tell you that yeah, much yeah, for free. That's bedtime. That's Did bedtime. you say you'll play that game if you, if you after your birthday? Yeah. Dinner? Imagine going and playing a game of basketball with big counter meal in your belly. You big... won't be running the floor much. <laughs> just setting screens, I reckon, with a bloated belly. Big bit of birthday cake God in your belly. Lee, how old are you turning? 20. You'll be 20, the big 2 yeah. You looking forward to it? Uh, I don't like ageing. No, it all goes downhill after I'd 18 rather, or so, doesn't yeah. it? Things like start to change. It's yeah. not good. No, your, just when you... Your body changes, your voice changes. Hair grows in places you didn't expect. Hairline starts to recede. When you yeah. start work, it's just a downward spiral. Yeah. I don't hate my work, but I just... I'd rather not work. God, we sound sound like a bunch of sad <laughs> We're probably time to wind up the episode, guys. It's been a great episode. Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on our suggestions to improve the league. Let us know what you thought. Um... Playoffs, as we keep alluding to, are coming thick and fast in both the NBA and NBL. So we're looking forward to breaking them down soon. Uh, we'll have to do a draft preview in the coming week or two. Uh, so big things happening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the show and stay up to date with our socials for when all the latest news breaks. Very good. Let's do it, guys. See you later. See you Love later. you. Bye.